Tarkov is like, imagine a cake, but the cake was, it's made of shit. Okay. But you've put frosting on the cake and it covers up the shit and it tastes really good. When they want a map, it's just put on one more inch of frosting and it's like, yeah, but that's, it's all good and sweet until you get to the very briefly afterwards. And then you realize how much you don't want this cake. everybody welcome to the podcast a show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life like music content creation and video games i'm one of your co-hosts jesse kazam an escape from tarkov content creator i snuck a look and i shouldn't have done and it. i'm and i'm fucking eagles <laughs> mcgee your co-host what's up dude how's it going oh man it's going it's going it's going man it's going good the, with the move and everything and all the craziness been going on it's been stressful but it's it's good we're glad we're here but like you just don't, I, we just didn't realize how much is involved with moving with like children, like new pediatricians and preschools. And it's, it's a lot more than before, but I mean, it's just kind of, we're working our way. Through I was going to, I was going to say like, it's a lot more than you'd think. Yeah. Like normally. And then you said with children and I was like, the wind got knocked out. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah. God. Like I was thinking like you got your water and your sewer and your taxes, just all the bullshit, all the Dude. little things you don't think about. Like, oh, you got to hook this up and hook that up and yep. make sure your internet's up and going. And then all of a sudden you said kids. And I was like, oh. Dude, <laughs> yeah. And then it's pediatrician and preschool and doctor and specialist and this. And like, and then like uh, the, the dishwasher was broken when we got here, which the our tenants were fine. They took care of it. But then that like got installed today, which was like two hours of them working in there. And it was just like, it's just been, it's been wild. But not bad. Everything is good, and we're glad we're here. But just like, move, dude. You're always so excited to move, you know, right up until the day it happens, and then it's just the insanity. So, right on. God, now, now I'm in the mood to like take everything out of my office and like just put everything <laughs> back. Like, I just, like an open, clean space, and it's like, yeah, put everything in. I, I, I need to do that one of these days. Yeah. Normally, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that when spring hits, and now it's like literally the complete opposite part yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's it's freaking, it's like almost winter. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how you been? Good, good. I, I literally have not. I'm excited. I'm looking at the list of all the Tarkov stuff. I have literally not thought about Tarkov since last week since last week we talked about it um, and it's not like it's not even really that you know like i hate tarkov and no. don't want to play it it's honestly right now it's just more that magic is yeah it's like i want to play something more like i'm i'm like addicted yes. to magic so i just don't have the just don't have you know i don't have Which any positive or negative feelings yeah and that's the best place to be Especially like if you feel like you kind of need a break from Tarkov to not just be like floating around playing other games being like I just don't feel like playing Tarkov but having something that you're like excited to sit down and play every day like that's because you get the best of both worlds you get the excitement of playing the game and then you get to sometime return back to Tarkov with the excitement to play that game so that being said we did get uh, we got Oh, it's crazy how fast this happened. So towards the end of last week's podcast, I was oh, like, yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, daily I was like, Quest. did you see that tease on Instagram? And you were like, no, I was like, they teased Daily Quest. They were like, they were like, Daily Quests are closer than you think. So that was, was like the next day. Yeah, <laughs> it was like they they put that Instagram post out on like Wednesday, Thursday. We did the podcast. And then like Friday, the Daily Quest came out. And I was like, oh, geez. 
I was thinking, I was like, that sucks because I'm not going to post this podcast till Monday, which means Daily Quest will have already been out for three days, but whatever. But that's the fastest. That is the fastest I've ever seen an Escape from Tarkov feature go from like the first time I've ever heard of it to in the game. Like I didn't even like people had been asking for daily tasks for a while, but BSG never acknowledged daily tasks until they did their little roadmap thing in like September when, because that was like on the list of like 12.12 is going to have inertia, VoIP, lighthouse. And like towards the end was like daily task. And we were like, Oh, interesting. And then nobody's ever asked about them on a podcast. They haven't done anything. And then randomly on Wednesday, they were like daily tasks are closer than you think. And then on Friday they were in the game and it was like, Whoa, so uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I've been out of the loop for a while. I don't know about the more recent podcasts. I know that daily tasks, like in in my brain, daily tasks were one of the things that, like, before the compass was added, everybody's like, add the compass, add the compass, uh, add the compass. You know, like, yeah. It was one of those things that every you you just would hear spamming in chat during yeah. the podcast or even other other content creators. I'd always like roll my eyes and they're like, yeah, and then when daily tasks, like I'm like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, but I honestly like it, it. My, I thought that they were, quote unquote, sooner than I thought. Um, just because I feel like the events were kind of mm. leading up to. It's just that kind of they're sense. making more dynamic the ability to change things more rapidly and quicker. And daily tasks are just another. It's just another iteration of Nikita can go in and in thirty seconds add yep. something that could take up days of your time. Whereas yes. before it was like. The only thing they could do was make a quest, like a full-blown quest, which means that you need like an image and reward and, yeah. you know, it needs to be on a trader and you need to figure out what level it's available and what are all the rewards, XP and yeah. money and like much more, much more in depth than something, you know, like a daily task that they can just put up and then get rid of, yeah. you know, um, but I've always sort of been like. Again, I don't want to like poo poo. I don't want to be negative. <laughs> no, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the way that I look at it, you know, because everyone's like, oh, the they've been talking about daily tasks like it's some sort of panacea. Like, yeah. oh, you know, all the issues with Tarkov getting stale or getting boring or there being no yes. end game or late game or progression, daily task solves that. And, and to me, it was always like, well, wait a minute. Like, nobody ever goes further than just saying it to explain like how like why yes. what do you mean like all it is is it's just uh, imagine all of the annoying shitty quests that everybody complains yeah. about all the time imagine that there's just a more of them more <laughs> and they're optional <laughs> unless the rewards are massive and un or unless they're like super unique or something yeah. you've never seen before or they you know then i just don't see how and you express at least that my perspective yeah, last time, and I think you're you're right. And we talked we talked last week about how like I'd love to see a special trader or a special currency, kind of like how other people do it. It's like you know an alternate way to get something done, or an or a new thing to get done exclusively done via the daily task. Because I think that's how a lot of other games, either MMOs or other like you know the MMO kind of lights, the destinies and stuff like that, have done it. And I didn't expect them to do it. That's not how they are in the game. But I will say that. Uh, this truly does feel to me like one of the things that like, 
you know how sometimes like a, a, f a new feature will have like egregious mistakes and it'll be like, well, it's the first iteration of the feature. And you're like, well, you sh just should have waited. This really feels like something that's like, I like it in the game right now. I do think it adds value. I think there's more value it could add as they progress it, progress it. And it does feel just, it feels like a good first iteration of it. And it definitely feels like it, what we talked about they in one of the patches just like one of the random patch notes was like we put we like updated all the quests to a new uh quest engine you know remember they like talked about that like this is totally what that is they basically this is like the scav case like the 85k scav case plus you know randomly generated quests basically it's like because we might get the same quest but get different rewards but also there's like just a bunch of different types of quests uh and it's definitely i don't know if you've seen any of this stuff on like twitter or anything it's definitely got some kinks to iron out like somebody screenshotted and posted and they were like it was it was get it was kill five scabs from over 80 meters away on factory <laughs> and it was like they just you know that that had to be it's mad lips yes it was yes it was it's pick kill, this pick this yeah you know, so you can either kill um, enemy type with a imagine a fucking drop down yes. with a bunch of things that's random on random map under random set of conditions, whether it's distance or gun or whatever. Um, yeah. Or it's find item on map, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I, that, that's what my guess was going to be. And that's just like it's something to do, but that doesn't. That's not what we were looking for. We're not looking for something to do. We're looking for something to care about. Correct. Correct. Now, here's the thing. So there's, like I said, there's definitely some kinks to work out on like adding flags and exclusions because like that on like every other map is totally fine. I can kill scavs from 80 meters away on shoreline, on, on the customs, on woods. That's fine. It's just like, okay, you need to flag that and you need to make that not factory X, Y, or Z. Some of them are a little weird where it's like kill scavs with leg shots, which I just think is super ridiculous. But a lot of them are, are good in the sense that it's like survive this map a certain amount of time, kill this many PMCs with this type of weapon, um, kill scavs, uh, craft or find this item. So it has to be found in raid. If it's craftable, craft it. If not, you have to go find and raid. Uh, I really like that. And here's why I really like them. Uh, for a different reason than I thought, two podcasts ago, I was, I spent like 30 minutes on the podcast whining about how I think it's so stupid that the only way you can get Kappa is farming labs. You know what I mean? And I was like, and I was like, we should rebalance the thing. And everybody was like, don't touch my Raider farm. And I was like, listen, it's, and, and that's separate from the fact that Kappa is a bad goal. Like there should be something else, whatever, separate from that. This is it, man. Like the, the XP scales. So it scales with your level. And it scales with like how many uh, you complete in a row. But as a level 51, I logged in on day one. All three of my daily tasks were uh, gave me anywhere between 40 and 50,000 XP per. So that was like that first day I completed all three. And it was like 135,000 XP. And I was like, so that's actually way different than I've heard from. And maybe everybody else that came in that was talking about it was low level. Low level, yeah. Because the, the impression I got was like, it was like, kill six scavs on customs and you get 6,000 XP and like some alkali yeah. and, uh, and some sugar. And it was like, that is fucking pointless. Yeah. It's like totally missed the mark, but I mean, 50,000 XP. So what kind of thing, how the thing is, how many raids would it take you to do? I'm just wondering like how many raids per XP, right? Like if it's 10 raids, yeah. then it's, you know, you can, 
you're still better off going labs, right? But if you Correct. can do it in two raids, you know, maybe it's a little bit so a little bit better. That first day, I actually didn't complete all three. I only completed one because I was uh I was only live for a few hours that day. I completed two. I didn't do one. The one was it was a turn in a found and raid paracord. And so I crafted it because I don't like going reserve. <laughs> but that's one of those things. Like the, I think the thing is is like but you can get them anywhere. You don't have to get them reserved. Yeah, but there's a bunch of spawns on reserve. Um, but yeah, you can get them actually on woods a lot too. But the the way to look at them isn't necessarily that I, I need to be able to do all three every day. It's that you can do all three every day if you want to grind for them. Or it's bonus XP on you check them every day. And if it's, if it's like if something lines up with a map you like to do, except that one. So you don't have to like... You don't have to look at it through the lens of I should be able to complete every single one every day. Because one of them was kill Killa with a thorax or stomach shot. It was basically like center of mass Killa. And and then the other one was survive interchange four times. So I started the paracord craft. That took four hours. I just waited for that to do the thing. I went interchange enough. I went like five, six raids, survived my four. Didn't feel I didn't see Killa at all. Didn't feel like going and farming him. So I got my 90,000 XP and just moved on. If I wanted to kill Killa, I really could have. Like, you know what I mean? I could have just kept playing, but I didn't need to. And it was still worth it for me because I'm a kind of like a map bouncer anyway. So I was like, oh, I'll just play a little bit of interchange tonight. But I've seen yeah. it where it's like survive labs four times. So it's like if you're a labs main, that's the day you just be like, oh, that's an easy one. That's that's a free 30,000 XP, 50,000 XP that I don't even have to worry about because I'm going to be playing labs all day. So it so just it, depends on what how you want to look at it. I guess so that that all sounds dope. Yeah. I guess the what 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 hits me first when I'm thinking about all this stuff is that like I said, very often people think about daily quest as a solution for people getting bored. Yeah, it is not that. And 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 the problem is, is that that it, what it is, is it's more stuff for people to do who are already are still playing the game, who already have stuff to do like it. I mean, it's it's no different than if they just added. I mean, technically, functionally speaking, yeah. let's say they just added. 20 new quests. Yeah. There's no reason why there's no difference between having 10 quests and hundred quests and 600 quests. Like until you get Kappa, right? There's always yeah. quests to do. Yeah. So this is just kind of like, imagine they added a hundred more quests, but they were all just in between all the ones we have. Yeah. It's, it's just more stuff to do for people who are already doing stuff, which is great. I agree. But it doesn't solve the problem that everybody for years has been saying, which is, like it's not I'm not going to come back to the game because of daily quest spot on. I, I completely agree. I made a video about it day one. And I said that in my video, I said that if you are having fun with Tarkov, you will have more fun because of this edition. But if yeah. you are not having fun with Tarkov or if you've taken a break from Tarkov, this is not enough to bring you back. So that's why I was saying originally I was like excited for daily quests because they were going to fix everything. And then I was like, actually, I don't think they're going to do that much. And then it kind of landed somewhere in the middle where somebody like me that plays Tarkov a lot. Like I, I normally get in the slump at Kappa, but because Kappa was so high, I got in the slump after, you know, hitting 42, 45, you got all your max level traders where it's like, I want to play the game, but I don't know what to do. It, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's terrible. It's the whole, like, where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't really know. Where do you want to go? Every single day I hop on with saleable and he's like, what map do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I, I wish I had something to do. All the quests I have, I don't want to do. So I like this. A coupon to fucking the buffet down the road, dude. It makes it 
It makes it easy for you to choose the buffet on the run. That's such a good analogy because all I need is a little bit of something. If it's like, oh, survive six customs and get 50,000 XP, I guess we're going customs. Like, all I need is a little bit. And especially because I do want to get Kappa if I have the time, but I do not want to farm labs. And so the fact that... Uh, and like based on, I don't think this was data mined information, but based on like a conglomerate of information from people, the wiki has updated with like a rough estimate of like levels one to 20. You can get daily quests that give you up to 2000 XP and up to 10,000 rubles and then some items from 21 to 41. The quests can give you up to 20,000 XP and up to 100,000 rubles and then some items. And then when you're 45 plus, uh, your daily quest XP will be between 20 and 80,000 per and between 100 and 250,000 rubles per and then some items as well. So it scales up. So like when when you were saying, I totally get why if somebody came in your chat the next day and was like, daily quest kind of suck, mine only give me 1600 XP. If that was as high it would go, that does suck. But on wipe day, when I hit level five, that's kind of cool. I'll take the extra XP. If it's something along the way of a quest I'm already doing, that's just free extra XP. And then up here at the high end, I've seen screenshots of people getting daily quests that gave them 80,000 XP, which is nuts. I'm, I'm logging into Tarkov the first time in two weeks, and I want to see, like, I don't even know what the UI oh, looks yeah. like. Oh, isn't it, like, under Prapor's, like, services or something? Well, no, now it's uh, it's when you go to the trader menu, you have a green check mark next to a, a trader that you have a quest to accept from because the they rotate between the traders all the time. And then it's just in their quest thing. And it, it's like there's a countdown. There's a timer on it. If you accept the quest and do not do it, it counts as a failure. If you never accept the quest, you didn't fail it. And that's important because they'll scale down or up based on how many times you fail or succeed. Well, only within like a certain margin. But like... I'm sure there's no like metric, like, you know, fence rep. You can see the number. You probably, it's just a hidden value. Correct. It's a hidden value. Also, none of the daily quests affect your trader reputation, which some people didn't really like. I guess that makes sense. It, I mean, that, and because they, they, they made the, the progression of like level to trader very specific that yes. as soon as they add in daily quests that are super dynamic, they, it fucks up the whole progression. I understood it. I understand that I'm coming from a place that I've been max level traders for like two months. So I get that like a lot of people were like looking for like, oh, maybe I don't have to do silent caliber. I can do some daily quests and get proper up. And they were kind of bummed. And I get that. But I also kind of understand why they wouldn't exactly. This wipe, they specifically made leveling traders harder to add this in and to be able to daily grind up rep kind of would undo that. Um, but yeah, so it's like, so that's the daily quest there. Uh, you have a chance if you succeed, if you do them, if you complete them enough in a row, you have a chance to proc like a legendary version, which is like a harder version where the survival, uh, you know, you have to survive the map maybe 10 times instead of five times or kill 20 PMCs instead of 10. And then the rewards go crazy. But I don't think we have like info on that. I think that's just like a cool thing that happens sometimes. Um, yeah. Oh, can't. Fuck, you can't see the reward until you no, accept. No, you can't. I love that, though. I love that because, because there's there's some sort of risk in accepting. It, like, you know what I mean? If you're on the edge about doing a quest, you don't know what's going to be in there. I have seen screenshots. Now, these could be Photoshop, you know what I mean? But I have seen screenshots of the rewards being multiple GPUs. 
I've seen somebody who got a Twitch Rivals armband, and I saw somebody that got a red card. Like, now that might have been procced with a legendary version. Maybe it's like uh, like the Giving Tree fucking loot well, pool. That's why I was saying it's like the scav case. It's like the 85k scav case. You could get six rounds of SP7 and a splint, or you could get a green key card and two GPUs. I gotta, okay, so I'm, I'm just looking at mine. Peacekeeper wants me to kill 10 scavs with headshots more than 35 meters. And I see the fucking countdown, 23 fucking yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Uh, Skier wants me to exit, survive. I have to survive interchange four times. What's your XP? Oh, it won't tell you how much XP you get? I'm not going to play in the next 20. I don't think I'm going to yeah, play, so I don't but just it. accept them. It's not going to, like, fuck over my rep? Like, no, 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 no. It will only affect the next daily quests you get, which you won't log on again for another two more weeks, so. All right. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'm, and then I'm looking at the third one for Ragman. Handover, found in raid Cordura. Two. I have to do two found in raid Aramid and one found in raid Ripstop. Those are all craftable. You could craft all all five of those in an hour and a half. And that's 50,000 XP. Yeah. 142,000 rubles. Two deadly slob beard oil. <laughs> two X-Fill face shields. And a Vulcan face shield. See, that's, that, that's such a no-brainer. For 50,000 rubles, you can craft all those things. All the crafts take like uh, 10, 20 minutes per. 50,000 rubles, or 50,000 XP, 150,000 rubles. Boom. So I can get I can I can get behind that quest. Dope. Although now I gotta buy gasoline. <laughs> One second, I gotta get my fucking okay. Oh god. Okay, so then let me accept a peacekeeper one and see what Oh Jesus. Uh okay, so the headshots one is fifty six thousand XP. Jeez. Two ash twelve suppressors. Some fucking Glock front sights, uh, an SA58, and a thousand euros. Oh, what is that? Like a hundred thousand? That's yeah. That's like a hundred fifty thousand, hundred twenty thousand rubles. Wait, is that not a million? Wait, no, I don't. Think. Thousand euro. I think skier sells euros. It's one hundred and forty k. Okay. Okay. Um. And then the uh, exit the location is three fleece, two intelligence folders. Ooh. Is that worth money now? 300K per on the flea market. Um, a Wartech uh, TV 110, 135,000 rubles, and 39,000 XP. So that's 40,000 XP and effectively like <laughs> 600,000, 700,000 rubles. 700 plus 150 plus a yeah. war tech i heard that like there was like no backpacks or something for a while and everybody's paying oh god okay yeah well maybe i'll pay tarkov after this yeah. <laughs> but see what i'm saying it's, it's you know what you know what let me let me say this i think i might i might stand corrected here <laughs> i might stand corrected here we'll we'll see yeah if I jump back on and I have like two shit raids, I'm gonna be like, fuck that, and I'm gonna go back to magic. Yeah. But you know, hey, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Because I mean, definitely so maybe I'm wrong. So it, it, it 
yeah, it's 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 definitely you know we'll see because like I said, I've seen some I've seen some bunk quests, man. I've seen you know kill, you know. PMCs with a KS-23 in the leg. I've seen, you know, kill scavs with left leg shots and like weird stuff. But like I said, I, I, I am excited at the value that it is providing right now. And I'm excited for that to increase. Additionally, and this was the best response to that. I personally like that. Um, I personally like that the quests are personal that everybody gets different quests because yep. uh, everybody gets to go around. It, it might push people to other maps. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't get the, the day two, day three of the wipe where you're just getting stomped trying to get the gold pocket watch and you're new and it's just over and over and over and over. However, Landmark did ask and he said, are there ever going to be daily tasks that are uh, for everybody? And he said, yes, these are your operational tasks. And then there's also going to be global tasks and he, he, he talked about some cool stuff, which we'll get into in a second, but I love both being an option because if you're a more newer player or more PVE oriented player, you get to do your own tasks. You get to farm your XP. You get to get your items. You get to do that stuff. And that's cool. But if you are a more PVP focused person that is kind of lost like me, where I'm like, I do like going for PVP, but I really don't want to go labs. That's yeah. a really cool, like he talked about them like they'd be longer. Like this week, let's see who kills like, do the USEX kill more bears or do the bears kill more USEX or this week, this item is on this map. And then you kind of get that both. And where you create these either PVP zones or PVP centers. Um, so I just thought that was cool that like both is good in my opinion, because it, it gives something for, for everybody. The player gets to choose. And I think that's awesome. So that's cool. Um, and those are kind of the questions based on it. So that being said, so the daily quest just popped in as just like this random thing. And then uh, I read seven did a podcast with uh, Gingy, Glorious, Hyper Rat and Landmark uh, and Nikita and Nikita was on uh, and they just talked about uh, Tarkov. So I've got a bunch of notes just from that. Oh, you know what? You know what I find interesting is that Unity 2019 on their roadmap was supposed to be in patch 12.11.6. They said 12.11.5 uh, was like the optimizations. We got that two weeks ago. 12.11.6, Unity 2019, and DLSS if that's ready. And then 12.12 was next. The daily task update is 12.11.6. Like we are on 12.11.6. But they didn't mention anything about Unity. So people are like, but a bunch of people, including myself, reported getting way worse frames after 12.11.6. So I'm like, did they sneak it in or is it just coincidence? I felt like they would have said something, but maybe not. I, mean, I don't know. Someone has to be able to... You're talking about the, the new version of Unity? Yeah. It's. I mean, how how would that not be something that like they've either decompiled or... I don't like, know. I don't know. I just don't know anything about it. I'm not saying like tinfoil hat we're on uni 2019 i'm just saying it's weird that we're on 12.11.6 yeah and they didn't talk about it so i i, I don't know mm. i don't know i thought the same thing i was like smarter people than me i feel like would be able to tell like immediately what version of unity we're on but i could be wrong i could be wrong okay so we can kind of run through some of this stuff and and hang out on some uh basically you know, of course, Nikita's going to be asked about, like, what's the status of the game, the development, the coming... 
Status? 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 I don't know why I said it that way. Status. What? Aluminium. What is the status, Sir Nikita? Um, <laughs> and uh, he basically said, which is kind of what we, eh, I mean, kind of what we knew, but he kind of elaborated on it a little bit, that basically, like, their goal is just finishing the core, like, systems that are, like, bottlenecking everything. That, like, content, he, he was basically trying to assure us that, like, content comes when we have the backend systems to support that content. And we have been so hung up on some of these backend systems. And he was basically, yeah, the vibe it gave to me is he was like speaking it into existence. He was like, 2022, we are going to finish what we need to finish the game or it's going to yeah. get cut. Now, he, he then said, he, he said, he then said, we're not finishing the game next year. But he was like, we have got to finish these things. So I think, and I think we've, we've gotten this vibe from him from a while where like, he's just going to start axing stuff because they got to finish. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the vibe. He was like, we are, we're working really hard on some of these uh, systems and core features. And that will allow us to push out a lot more content. And we have really got to like pass these hurdles soon. And so I think that just means that if they can't, they start cutting things, which to be honest with you is not a terrible thing, right? Like feature creep and development creep, uh, is a very real thing, and it is not a terrible thing to be like, yeah. this is just realistically what we can get out now. We'll always have a team at Battlestate Games working on this game and DLC, and then we can do other projects as well. Uh, it's, it's, I think some sometimes people freak out about that, and it's like, that's actually really not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Unless you want this game to be in beta for 16, 17 years, at some point they just have to be like, listen, this is the game we're making. You know what I mean? So... That's almost always like from a development standpoint, like such a breath of fresh air when you're able to be like. I mean, I guess the way that the way that I'm, I'm thinking about it is like, imagine, you know, the wife is like before the weekend, before the party, you got to mow the lawn, you got to clean out the gutters, you got to power wash the roof, you got to do this and that. And then like you know you get a bit of the way through and you're just like overwhelmed you're like my fucking whole weekend is gone and then she's like oh by the way three of those things are taken care of or you don't have to yeah. worry about because we're putting up a tent it's like oh nice i just like then now you're gonna mow the lawn and feel great <laughs> mowing the rest of the lawn because you know that you you know what i mean like it's it's just a weight off your shoulders yes uh, so so i heard it, that and i wasn't scared i was like that's good i was like you guys do what you need to do um that being said uh Let's see some of the things that that are coming. Uh, this was interesting. I didn't know if he had talked about this before. He said there's going to be a new ballistic system. They're redoing the ballistic system, and it should be in before the end of the year. And he specifically touched on bullet travel, bullet velocity, and impact force. And I don't, and I couldn't tell really based on how he was saying this, Veritas, if it was like. I couldn't tell if I should be worried that they're going to overcomplicate an overcomplicated system or if this was the like, our system's overcomplicated, we're going to redo it and make it better. So I, I really wasn't sure if I should be worried or <laughs> excited because I could I, see I, it happening either way. I mean, yeah, there's like 27 different outcomes, right? Yes. Like they, they could change what we have in this direction or change what we have in this direction or they could throw it out completely and build from scratch something in this direction or yeah, build yeah. from scratch. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a fucking Punnett square of like, is it, you know, going to be new and shitty, new and good, old and shitty, old and, you know, 
hundred percent. I, I mean, honestly, I hope. I hope if I if I but choose between one hemisphere, it would be I hope they throw everything out that they have yeah. and they start fresh because at least if it's shit, it'll be easier to iterate on. Yes, that and I agree. I agree. If it's new and if they. I, I'm I'm a big fan of throwing it out and redoing it because of all you've learned, right? Three years of hundreds of thousands of people playing literally millions of hours of your game. You've got all that data. It's like he might be sitting there and be like, yeah, the ammo is OP. This is that. This is because this system, we should have built it this way. And we realized that two years in, but it wasn't enough time. So now it's just like, boom, let's burn the house down. Let's build this. And now we're building it in such a way that if we need to make changes or if that something is OP, it's easier to it change and iterate on and it's not this like complicated just mess you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so very uh interested uh, about that hopefully it's not the complete opposite and they're like all right we added six new values to each bullet so now they should act you know what i mean it's like oh no um oh no uh we still don't have a date for lighthouse <clears throat> but it it does seem this was like a this was a little tinfoil hattie but i kind of get it um, it does seem that like a wipe was kind of leaked. Um, so once again, going back to that roadmap that they gave us on that roadmap was 12.12 .12, lighthouse inertia, VoIP daily tasks. When he was asked about daily tasks on the podcast, somebody asked him like, wasn't that supposed to come out with lighthouse? And he was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, we were looking at the thing and he was like, originally, this is what he said. He said, originally we were going to do daily tasks with the wipe, but then we decided to just put them out. He didn't say with 12.12 .12, and he didn't say with lighthouse. He said with the wipe. And so everybody was like, so 12.12 is a wipe probably like nobody asked him on the podcast. Nobody poked him, but everybody's like, that kind of sounds like he knows that they're planning on doing a wipe for 12.12. That makes sense to me. It still just doesn't mean that, like, when is the question? Because the last time he was on a podcast, he was worried on if they were going to be able to get 12-12 out by the end of the year. So he had talked about releasing Lighthouse early. So kind of a leak, kind of tinfoil hat, but at the end of the day, kind of no more information than we already had because none of these things have hard dates on them, right? So Yeah, fucking yeah. A. I mean, it's like... Uh it's it's like a leak, but not, right? Because it's like nobody playing the game thinks that it's never going to wipe again. So we all know a wipe is coming. We just don't know when. So it wasn't really a leak because he was like, yeah, there's ha another wipe. But, but it was a Freudian hint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, I, that doesn't even mean it's going to happen at the end of this year. It might. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying we don't know. Um, in 12.12, .12, there will be six new malfunctions. Oh, Six additional malfunctions. What is, and what is that fucking? Do we know what that functionally means? Is it just going to be you hit the same key thing? It's just a different message on the bottom of the screen that's like you're jammed. Um, you got this way. No, it. Uh, the message will probably be the same, but what happens to you physically in the world will change. So like. I would that the message would be different because right now the message tells you what kind of malfunction. It, there's just only one. Oh, so it's, well, I'm saying both. the message will functionally be the same because the message right now says you have a, you know, a misfire. The message will just say you have a stovepipe. You know what I mean? The message will functionally be the same. But physically what will happen 
And this, we've talked about this before, how it's like they're, what they're doing is needlessly complex. And that also makes it weirdly beautiful and awesome. But like they teased the like gray box thing of like specifically an MDR getting a stovepipe and how you would clear that. You would take a piece of the gun off and he smashes it against the gun and it clears the thing and they puts the piece of the gun back on. And when he started talking about the, malf the malfunctions, man, you know, Nikita, he started to get like Nikita. He started to get like excited. Like he loves them. He loves them. And you could tell he loves them. And you could tell he was saying that he was like, this is like what's in no other game. He even said he was like, this shouldn't be in any other game. He was like, Battlefield's not fun if you've got malfunctions. You know what I mean? He was like, you, this shouldn't. But he was like, he's like, I am excited about them. So they are modeling very weapon specific, very weapon platform specific malfunctions. Love it or hate it. And so that will definitely cause what your character to do is a very physical thing. Because right now, if you get a malfunction, you can, you know, rip the bolt back and just eject the round that didn't fire and, and go. Or you can reload and reloading it uh, clears it too. But if you have a stovepipe, you can't tap just... Huh? That's the that's your that's are you familiar with the phrase tap rack bang? Oh no. That's just like a you know a, a, a firearm thing, I yeah. Don't know how uh you know like if it's if it solves you know all the issues I'm sure obviously it doesn't but that's usually like the uh the go to you know if you ever have a malfunction cuz usually what happens is you're going to go click but you don't know as a soldier exactly failure to fire or was it a failure to feed? Yep. Maybe maybe the round got jammed up while it was getting into your magazine. So there the the, the firing pin hit nothing. Yeah. Maybe it was a failure to fire. So the firing pin hit the primer. But and nothing then happened. the bullet hit the dud. But uh, you almost always you basically literally will um usually like bang the magazine, tap, rack the the bolt, and then try you know, again. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the only one he talked about specifically, so it's like he said, there's six new malfunctions. We know stove piping is going to be a thing because we've seen the model. And the only other one he talked about, and this is exciting, this is, in my opinion, exciting, is overheating. Um, and he talked about how there's like, um, there's not going to be like a visual thing. Like basically Landmark asked if it's going to be like, you know, um, like laser guns in Halo where like the bar fills up. And if you get to the top of the bar, you're overheated. Yeah, and, and Nikita was like, no, there's going to be no... There's no going to be no HUD. The visual indicator will be heat wave, like the light bending coming off the barrel of the gun and a really subtle glow of the barrel if the barrel is exposed. Um, he's like, it's not crazy glow. You have to get used to. Yeah. You'll, you'll know, like I fire like this very often and I don't have issues. Whereas if you fire too much. Yes. And me and Chief were talking about that. And I like that concept for a malfunction because it is a masterable one. It has an effect on the game, right? Like I can't just load up a 95 rounder and hold mouse one. But if I learn it, master it and play to it, I'll never get cucked. I know, yeah. right? Or or I might risk it because there's I'm snapped one, two, there's a third guy. And I'm like, I'm just going to try and get the kill. But at least I know what I'm getting myself into. And you can do that by, you know, you take your M4 with your 60 rounder and you just dump it. And you you start to see at what point it starts to overheat. So Yeah, which is, which is how I think a lot of us wanted malfunctions yes. to work, which is like if I could go in, you know, granted you have you don't have control over manufacturing tolerances and weather course. and all that stuff in your life. But, you know, from a gameplay perspective, you would like to say if I do the annoying thing and go in and polish the fucking bolt and, you know, do all the annoying stuff 
every time tie my shoes double knot on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll never happen, right? You know, and if you don't, you're rolling the dice a little bit, you know? So, like, the lazy people will get punished. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that a lot. I like lot. that, too. So, this is interesting, too. He specifically said that they are, are yielding a little bit. And with 12.12, so not right now. There was some confusion, but not right now. With 12.12, a gun will not malfunction over 95% durability. Ex exclusively, except overheating. It will overheat at 100% durability, but all of the malfunctions will not happen at 95% and above. And I am excited about that. And I think, fucking God. Yes. And I think 95 is good because, like, you can, like, the durability of guns does go down relatively quickly. Two or three raids in a row, and you, yeah, yeah, you could be at like 89 durability if you're not thinking of it. Now, I die every raid, so it doesn't really matter. But, um, so, so, I think 95 is a good number um, because I think if you forget, you forget to repair your gun, you'll get the consequences. You'll have those things happen. Um, but if you don't, if you repair your gun up and then sell it or replace the parts or whatever, um, at that at that high durability, it will not malfunction. That is the 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 like realist realism fundamentalists are gonna cry or whatever but fuck them because this is bro 100 it's like thank you understanding the the like good game design yes. versus realism versus like yeah well and so i think you've been talking to some of the guys from brownells too like caleb caleb from from brownells have you been yeah. talking to him at all okay so i've talked with him a lot i've gamed with him some this guy for those of you who don't know is one of the lead gunsmiths at brownells brownells is like one of the industry leading in america like firearms and gunsmithing accessories and they sell all this stuff and he is like from the minute that john came into the game he was the biggest proponent he's a gunsmith he's a veteran he's like bump that he's like gun shouldn't malfunction over 95 percent durability he's like i get a new m4 i'm putting five thousand rounds in that thing before it malfunctions so he he even as like the realist realism lover of the part of escape from tarkov he was like nah dude let's it shouldn't malfunction over at 100 durability so a lot of people a lot of people are really excited about that so Nikita was talking about it through the lens of like we're giving in <laughs> and everybody was like oh thank christ <laughs> like we're giving in to reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Again, you want to follow that logic. Okay, well then, there has to be a percent modifier that you just have a fucking embolism. Yeah. Like one out of every X thousand people will just randomly die for no reason whatsoever yeah. because of a fucking brain embolism. Lightning strikes in the in the thunderstorms. Eventually, it hits you, right? Like, <laughs> it's possible. It happens statistically speaking. You know, but it's like that's not a. It's just not a good, it's just not a good game mechanic. Yeah. You need to suspend, you know, your disbelief with some things. Yeah, just a little bit. Even, people say the whole realistic is playable, and I don't like that phrase because playable is not specific. Tarkov, yeah. if if it malfunctions at 100%, you know, a decent amount of time, that's that could fall under realistic and playable. Yeah. It's just annoying and shitty. So it's not <laughs> playable is not the requirement. Yeah. Yep, because you can have something that's playable. That it, did you see fucking Squid Game? Have you watched it? <laughs> no, it's playable. That's playable. Oh, the whole... <laughs> oh 
Okay, well, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't do the fucking pitch shifter. It wanted to do like nine octaves down. Or... <laughs> anyway, fucking saw. Yeah. Those are games. Those are playable. Yeah. There's Fuck just that. there's no the problem is is there's nothing at the other end of that sentence that's not subjective. You know what I mean? As because because at the end of the day it's as, as realistic as Nikita wants it to be. That's what yeah. it, like you know what I mean? And 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 how realistic he wants it to be is informed by how the players react to it because he wants people to buy his game, right? Like he's a business owner, but at the end of the day, we can't call it realistic. We can't call it as realistic as playable. We can't call it as realistic, but still being fun because all of those things are so, so subjective. It's just Nikita's putting what he wants in the game. And what he wants is six additional for a total of seven malfunctions. This was a cool thing. Somebody asked him about the whole pistol swap, you know, the, the meme, the like, it's always faster to switch your sidearm. And Nikita, a southern accent for fucking soap. <laughs> what like he's Irish? He's an Irish lad. Irish, I think isn't you know soap? Yeah, right? is it probably is like the quote from like yeah. Cod, like I think four? so. Either way, Price, Captain Price. Oh, it's Captain Price, Bravo Six. Um, <laughs> that totally threw. Oh, he he okay. had a, he had a response to that. He like he wasn't like oh maybe we'll add something. He was like, we are like toying with when you get a malfunction. And I, I this was, don't hold me to this because this might have been a loss in translation thing. You know what I mean? I wasn't uh, sure. It kind of sounded like he meant when you get a malfunction, there's a, there's a small amount of time where you, if you get like a quick swap to your uh, pistol slot if you have something. So it's not, it kind of sounded like it wasn't always, which kind of makes sense situationally. If I'm just rolling through the woods and I want to switch, I wouldn't be like, you know what I mean? But if I'm in a situation and I, I click and I just don't feel like reading what's in the bottom right, I can just hit one and he'll like, you know, drop the gun, the sling will take it and he'll just pull it out quicker. But I wasn't sure if he was talking specifically after the thing or they're just increasing the speed. I don't know. But either way, they are working on something where you can increase that speed to uh, switch to a sidearm, which I think is cool, man. I think it's one of those things where it's it's not going to fundamentally change fights, but it'll it'll happen enough to just be like, that was so sick when you did it. You know what I mean? When you you boom, 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 you maybe you overheated because you were risking it to take out the five man and you just pull out that the five seven and get the last guy like that moment will be so cool. It's not going to change how the game is played. But that moment will be cool, you know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of cool. I, I mean, I still maintain that there's so many other features in the game that that would um that are just crying out to be similar to the fast, like a rapid reload. So like oh. if you double tap what one would be your pistol slot. If you double tap one, drop your gun on the ground Dude. unless you have a in the future, drop your gun on the ground and pull out your pistol, and it's way faster. <sighs> I agree. I agree. I agree. And it feels like it fits so well with how much control you have over your player's movement. The fact that there's like 17 different movement speeds. Even like lean yes. increments and crouch there's, increments. There's yeah. 17 different movement speeds. There's eight different movement heights between crouch. You can literally, and I use this all the time, by the way, the slow lean, bro. That's so sick to get insane angles. There's the regular lean. This game lends itself to that in both directions. We've talked before about maybe if I hold one, I put my gun down slowly, and I, and you know what I mean. And as long as I'm holding it, you're like, yes, yes, dude, yes. Dude, hold should be the slow. Yes, and then double tap should should be the quick with a cost. Yes, 
And I love that, dude. If I will totally dump my M4 on the ground, you know, you hit that click, you didn't realize you had that many, you double tap one, whoo, shoo, bah, 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 bah. because you're either gonna die and they're gonna loot it anyway, or you're gonna clutch that moment, right? Like, oh, that would be so sick, dude. And if I was building it, I would want it to be dynamic. So let's say you're holding an angle, you think the guy doesn't know you're there, he's walking down the hallway, and you're like, hit the mag release, slowly take them out and then all of a sudden you hear him running you want to let go of r and then it'll it'll it will do the remainder yes. of the mission at normal speed at normal yes 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 same thing dude exactly that's an amazing thing if you're if you're holding it and you're doing something slow you just let go it just finishes it at normal speed and makes a normal amount of noise you know what i mean like oh my gosh same thing with like you don't want to pull down r and then it's like the guy rushes you and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh shit. Oh god. Oh Jesus. Oh click. You know, and then and then you accidentally also hit your med hot key and he's like, oh wait a minute. Sorry, got a bandage up. Oh, oh fuck. You know, like it's god. we've talked about the exact same thing with the meds, where like when you catch somebody who's CMSing, like just drop the stuff, you know what I mean? So and let me pull out my gun, but um <laughs> but yeah, I think that that type of movement would be so good for Tarn. That would be so sick. The ability to do it quicker and slower and both have a cost, like, you know what I mean? And an advantage. Um, oh, that would be so sick. That would be so sick. ADS too. You know what I mean? You like shift right click or something like that before you right click. And you can, you can like slowly aim down sights. Or slowly canted you know yeah. like there's a oh yeah do slow to make it it need it would need to be completely silent yes it would need to be completely you know and i would be okay with everything being completely silent if it was fucking i want to be able to like slowly walk along the metal you know and just be like yeah you know because unless you have steel healed <laughs> yeah it's like like you're link in the fucking water temple you know like you you've got the metal boots like there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to put your foot down on whatever the thing is now i would say if there's broken glass yeah that's going to be or you know, water puddles very subtle noises very very subtle i agree yeah, like you look and you're like like, oh, shit. You know, but like, oh my gosh, that'd be so, that'd be so sick, dude. Slowly opening doors with a twenty-seven percent chance that it creaks. You don't know, cause that's so realistic, bro. You're like hoping, and it's just, and you just, you go, like, you know, you hear this, the creak, and you hear somebody like ADS or move on the other side of the door, and you either bail or you make the push, <laughs> or, or you hear, you hear, you open the door, and the first thing you just see is a fucking barrel, and you're like, oh, oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, but otherwise, on, on factory, I would want to, if you see a guy and let's say there's VoIP, right, in the future, I'm just envisioning all these sick moments where the dude is sitting there shooting the shit with his homie, he's looting the, the safe on down on one knee, looting the safe, the other guy's looting the filing cabinets, there's the looting noises, the, you know, like you're reaching into a bag full of yeah. light bulbs, it's basically the noise, <laughs> it's just light bulbs and like bolts, Yeah. Um, but you, I want to be able to slowly walk down the hallway slowly open up the door and you just crack the door and you see the guy's back 
and you can just slowly walk over. And maybe if it's wood, again, like the, the door can creak, the floor can creak, but if it's concrete, don't make noise. 100%. You know, if there's glass there, okay, maybe, you know, but like you should be able to, I would say that there are certain things where, you know, like at the top of the stairs on factory, um, on one side, there's like that little rubble pile where it's kind of like gravelly. I would think there are certain things like that, that if you're moving slow, you would be able to look down and like avoid the pebbles. You wouldn't yeah. be able to necessarily do it for glass just because it's, you know, yep. tiny little pieces. But like, but there are certain things in which I think like it would be silent or it would be silent with a chance to make noise. But then imagine just walking over, knifing the guy in the Dude. fucking back head and just shooting the other guy. Like it just opens up completely yeah. new gameplay. And the thing is, is that the VoIP would be... And all the looting, even if you did make a, you'd be like, yeah. But maybe they didn't. Do you'd it wait. They, yes. You're fucking around, just like, uh, we're running out of time, John. You know, you, Dude. you got three seconds, and you know the guy gets shot. You know, like in the fucking trailer, bro. Um, what what, dude? Thinking about VoIP, I haven't thought about these two things specifically together. VoIP plus like a, a future perfect implementation of Steam audio. I don't know why. What made me think about that was you saying being on the factory and hearing two guys talk. Like you've seen all those like Steam audio demo videos on how like the whole point is that it like echoes off the surrounding. Like factory is inside. It's all metal. You know what I mean? Imagine like you know, it, the maps are connected and you're like coming into factory and you just hear, like, you can't hear what they're saying, but you hear a conversation. Dude, that would be so sick. And then being able to use that to your advantage, move around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, it, it would be so... It would be so sick and it would be cool to like have places on the map that were known for like like radio silence like like imagine meeting up with a few friends in VoIP you know what I mean like like finding people and then being like okay we're going to factory like shut up like we keep it dark you know what I mean because it just freaking echoes in there like and then it, that would just add stress. Oh, dude, I don't know. I think that'd be cool. I, I had just never considered how VoIP and Steam Audio would work together until you said, like, imagine two guys talking on Factory. And I was like, oh, I can imagine them talking on Factory. Like, that would be so sick. And that would just... Night and day between if they were in the room with the doors closed versus in the hallway upstairs. Yes. Because it would be the audio reverberating out through, like, the big hole in the wall and then reverber versus the audio going through wood into the hallway then reverberating out it would be much more like high pass low pass you know much yep. more muffled um you know versus if the guy's out on the balcony you'd hear it clear as day yeah right you know because it wouldn't be filtered around six corners yep uh, yeah dude and and that would like that would in an interesting way if people were like it, it's a way that they nerf squats right like of course if you and your friends were going to play you know four mans you'd still be in discord but if you're like the smoke guy that's like going in to link up with a few people like the fact that you then can't communicate without communicating to everybody around you it's like a squad play nerf because now if you're talking in factory it's like yo let's keep it down let's do the thing there could be somebody here like you know what i mean that would just be so like oh that'd be so fun I think I think people are going to be I mean, you can, I can tell by the comments in chat that it's like, you know, oh, uh, uh, no one will ever use it. No one will ever use it. I mean, yeah, think about all the people who play Daisy together that use it. There, there's going to be a huge contingent of people 
whether it's content creators or whoever yeah. that are they they, they want to be immersed they want to yeah. role play they want to have experiences with other people that are totally going to take a you're paying for immersion you're 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 paying you know some amount of advantage for having immersion and potential yeah. Awesome experiences. Hundred percent. So, like that's worth it to a lot of people. Not everybody, but a lot. Not of Not everybody, and that's the thing. Is like if you don't want it, you can just turn it off. But I have a suspicion that, like we talked about, it'll be really toxic at first. A lot of people will turn it off. It won't really be a thing. And the best way to promote it is with the experiences that you and me talk about all the time. Like. I'm not going to care what you think about VoIP. Me and Seal are going to hop out of the Discord call and we're going to play all night with VoIP on. And inevitably, there's going to be some dope raid where we get split in customs and I'm yelling out to him and we're trying to communicate and the guy pushes and maybe he kills me and Seal cleans it up. And there are going to be raids where after that raid, me and him are just like, oh my God. And that will be the best thing for VoIP, right? Like, it's, it'll be seeing smoke come back and just have your jaw to the floor the whole raid because you're like, oh, my God. And and I really think that a lot of people that are either on the fence about it or just kind of bandwagoning against it, it, it they get that excitement that, oh, I want that. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's the same thing as like when I watch Landmark, you know, W key dorms and kill seven people. I load up the next raid and I'm like, I'm going to freaking SJ6. I want to do it. I see it and I see how cool it is and I see him react and get excited and maybe he made a cool play and he's hyped and I'm hyped and that will be that will be the best like advertisement or marketing for VoIP. It will be the content creators and the, and the people and the, even just the gamers, not just streamers who are excited about its potential and execute on that potential and it'll be like, oh damn, that's super sick. So I totally agree. Another thing that came to my mind while you were saying all that stuff is it's, a, you know, a squad nerf. But at the same time, it's also a squad buff because now if you see someone, you don't go, is that you wiggle? You say, yo, where are you at? And you oh. hear in front of you, I'm in the room. To the, I, I'm, I'm down in the room. You know exactly where they are. You don't have to have call outs because if you're really in a random place that you've never been before with a random people, you're not going to be like, I'm in 1984. Like, you're yeah. not going to have call, call outs, quote unquote, or it's like high level Chad gameplay. But but that's not realism. Yeah, that's not immersive to, to have call outs for every inch of a building that you've never been in before, unless yeah. you're a SWAT team that's been working six months on this raid and you look at the fucking blueprints. Yeah, you know. Yep. Chances but, but, are you're going to know high level. There's a building here. There's a building here. Yeah, a building, you know, whatever. But exactly. Um, so locate your friends and identify. It's it's a way of having a little blue dot above their head, but with audio, which is way better than any other thing. So yep. it's a win-win. It's it's honestly, it's worth, it's a fair trade to me. I think like you're telling everybody where you are, but you're telling your teammates where you are. And that's like plus three risk, plus three benefit. You yep. know it. Yep. I Dude, I... I'm excited. I just think it's gonna be cool. So, uh, so yeah, uh, <clears throat> he didn't talk specifically about VoIP or inertia, but we know that that's coming. Um, in uh, <clears throat> we know that's coming in 12.12, and uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lamau. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, there were some really interesting conversations. Really interesting conversations on arena um 
So he was asked about Arena a few times, and I and all of this has gotten kind of like we talked about this in the past, where like they kind of announced that Arena was going to be its like standalone game, but then on this podcast he was saying that if you have EOD, you get Arena for free, and uh, and then if you own both games, you won't have to buy Escape from Tarkov to get Arena. If you own both games, then you'll be able to link those characters and like transfer some sort of currency or gear or whatever, which is cool. Um, but basically what he was saying was that th there's going to be multiple modes in the arena. Like I had never heard him say this before in the arena, there will be exclusively PVE modes, which I think is cool. Like what I, Weird. what I think they're doing is you remember how, like they've said, we, the community have said forever that we want offline mode with friends. You know what I mean? And they have said that like offline mode with friends is still online. And then that would have to be hosted on our servers and our servers are already stretched to the max and X, Y, and Z will functionally arena. We know that arena is basically built on a new server architecture because they've talked about like 240 tick rate or 120 tick rate servers. They, he said this, he said it again in this podcast about something about how the servers are going to be so much better for arena. And mm. then he said that they were going to move that server tech to Tarkov and basically what I think is like the maps are smaller. It's going to be on newer server tech. It's just an easier sell to basically put like PVE modes on. And so I don't know if it's going to be like waves. Like I, I don't know if it's going to be like, you know, survive mm -hmm. 10 waves. He did say that you're going to be able to go in uh, like training areas with friends. So like you can like and like try different guns and stuff like that. I don't know. It, it He made it. The arena is going to be a lot more than I think originally thought. But additionally, there's going to be like unranked and ranked like PvP only modes as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that shapes up. Because hmm. um, I, th I think I basically I think everything everybody thought Arena was, it still is, which is going to be like f much faster pace, much smaller maps, much more PvP focused. That's what we've always thought it was going to be. And it, that is still what it is. But I think in addition, there are going to be some PvE modes and that will be functionally how we can get pve with friends and train our friends and just work with our friends and people who aren't pvp focused can like get some value and entertainment out of it and you don't necessarily have to have tarkov to have the arena so <clears throat> that's interesting um he said that he said he hopes that we have more information on the arena by the end of the year i think i think at some point in this year he said arena was going to be done by the end of the year but you know lol um, but, uh, but I, I'm actually really excited for that, man. Like, I think, I think the arena, if it's done right, will be a really good thing because then I think a lot more people will stop playing Tarkov and I think that'll be a good thing. Like, I think the people, I think the people that, I think the people that really hated the weight system and really hated the malfunctions and really hate the loot changes and really hate dynamic loot and real, like, I think those people don't want the Tarkov Nikita wants to make. I think they want the arena and I think that they'll get it. Does that make sense? And those people yeah. will just play that and they won't and play Tarkov. And they'll shut up and stop telling Tarkov what it you know should yes, be. They won't be providing feedback from a different perspective. Their feedback is not invalid. Their feedback is not wrong. Their feedback is on the foundation of wanting to push Tarkov to a more competitive and less RNG atmosphere. And that is understandable yeah. because that is how 
entire genres of video games are made. The less amount of RNG, the better. The higher the skill, the better you perform. Fundamentally, that is not what Escape from Tarkov is. Escape from Tarkov is built, it's like RNG, the game, right? And, and skill yeah. is definitely a part of it, but it's not all of it. And so I think if they execute Arena really well, that is such a win-win for both games because those people get that and they stop playing Tarkov. They will probably won't play Tarkov ever again, except for like when they add crazy content. And that means that Tarkov becomes more focused and those people get to enjoy it and Arena gets to be what it gets to be. And I'll play both and enjoy both. But I, I, I just think that if they nail it, it'll be good for both parties, really. Yeah. Personally. We'll see. So, um... He was asked again about cheating and uh, once once again accused, not accused. Did he finally say he was going to do anything about it? What? Oh. <laughs> you know, cheating. Like get an anti-cheat, you know, like. Yeah. Did, like the amount of time. No. I'm just he said that. He said that. I can't see my shit eating grin on the audio only medium that yeah. is this. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, he said that battle battle. I stopped uh, responding to his emails. So, uh, you know, I don't know. God, dude, I just have to say, I have to say this out loud. There's so many things I wish I could tell you guys related to cheating that I can't. But you would be pogged, but I can't. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm sure that he feels that times 10. Right. Because it's his integrity that's being questioned very fundamentally. He was asked again. And I, and I wasn't mad because I don't assume that everybody that plays Tarkov watched our podcast. But he was asked again about what he would say to people that think that he is in cahoots with the cheaters. And it's like and it's like, God dang, that is so fundamentally questioning that man's integrity. And he, he whatever you know he knows probably a bunch more he's probably doing so much behind the scenes busting his balls spending money from like doing so much so much stuff that we would all probably love to hear but you can't you know you can't give that information to us without also giving it to the cheaters and while all that's happening while he's busting it while he's doing everything he can just every single day his very not just his company, but very specifically his integrity is being questioned over and over and over again. And it's like, I would explode. I would just explode. And so, uh, I don't know. So, I mean, so he said the same things. Uh, this, this, the reason why I even brought up the whole cheating thing was because like, I, I thought it was an important question to ask. Uh, but like, has anybody ever talked to you about like a lot of people in the community think that there are like why sell bundled accounts like because they do oh. that like you can you can sell like 10 or 15 you know you can buy five or 10 accounts and you get a discount i don't know yeah, if you have thoughts on that why do they have sales or whatever i mean I, why me do they have was... sales is a stupid question in my opinion why do they sell bundled accounts and do sales on those well, i just so, didn't so know my, the answer to that question really my, my my question I have to anybody that asks that is, is the assumption or like, are they selling it under the auspices that, well, I don't, I don't know if that's the right usage of that word, but uh, like with the impression that it's for one person to use three accounts or it's one person buying three accounts for him and his two brothers. Yeah. Like I, I just, I, my assumption was always if they had 
package deals. It was to get you and your either family and or friends involved for a discount. I agree. Now, now if there, if it said this is only for use by one person in one computer on what, well then, okay, well then that's now I would question like, well, why? But well, nobody said that to me. So I'm, I'm just assuming the reasonable thing and I might be wrong. No, I agree. I personally think that like, I think the question is more, I agree with you that I think that that is 100%. Like, they're not bound to one account. They're not bound to one computer. You can buy five and you can give them to your friends and stuff like that. I think, I think the, uh, I think that the, the question is just given the circumstances, given that Escape from Tarkov has already exploded in popularity and a few hundred thousand accounts like have been already bought. And because of the cheater situation, it was, it was more like Landmark just asked, like, would you consider like pausing that? Like, I think that was the thing. It's, I don't think, well, of course, there are definitely some freaking smooth brains that do question the original intent. I think like me trying to approach it logically is like, I think 100% the original intent was exactly that. It's it's just that. I think given what's happening, given given how incentivized cheaters are to keep cheating in this game, not by Battlestate games, but by the, the nature of the game, right? Like they can sell the gear that they make and then they can resell it. So they're much more incentivized to like keep purchasing accounts that it, it just provides an easy way to kind of fuel that. Okay. Well, so he, he yeah, you know, no, continue. I'm just I'll, saying I'll... that I, I'm not, I am not assuming any unsavory thing. I just thought it was a, a unique question to this conversation that hasn't been asked before. But I, but what I liked about it, I'm, I was glad Landmark brought it to him because he felt very, he was like, what do you mean? And Landmark was just like, don't you think that like if you were a cheater, you would be all about the bundle account? You know what I mean? And he was like, he was like, I never thought about that. He was like, we'll look into it, basically. So here's my comment on that. Again, I I have insights into nefarious parts of the world, let's just say. I have never cheated myself. I don't know any... I'm just going off of the things I hear. Much of it is hearsay. I'm sure much of it is bullshit, but a lot of it is, you know, from fairly reputable sources or from firsthand sources. Yeah. Um, my understanding is that cheaters never, they don't buy their accounts from Battlestate. That is... They buy their accounts. They, they're, accounts, they're yeah. They less than... They would be overpaying if they bought the bundle sales. Like, they're spending... Like okay, how, here we what's, go. What's, do we know? Do we know what the price is? For for bundles, I, I don't. I don't. I'm sure we can find. I'm sure we can find out, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but like my, well, he, I'll Google it and see if I can find like Tarkov fucking bundle sale pre-order EFT. Oh god, humble bundle. I, I don't even know how the fuck. <laughs> I don't even know what to look for because I mean, it it's would, all cheating. It would be on, web- on their <laughs> website. Pre-order. So purchase as a gift. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that purchase for a gift or is that uh, like... Yeah, it, you would hit purchase as a gift and then I think you can buy up to five at a time or maybe more. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think we need to circle back around to like that is an insanely good point. And if it's true, I wish... Never mind. That I, I was I was going to say I wish Nikita would tell us that, but then once again, if you tell the public, if you're like, 
if you broadcast out, no, they they're not they're not buying their accounts. For, yeah, they're not buying their accounts from us. They're buying cracked accounts for sixty two cents. Then everybody would do it. So I get that he's not going to say that. But that's one of the things that makes me so mad, Veritas, is that that's probably true. It's that most of the cheaters are probably buying accounts for three dollars, cracked accounts online, and then BSG just gets ragged on for doing sales. And it's like, oh no, like it. But he can't say that. It's dude. Everything, everything I know is that people are buying full price EOD accounts, not on sale, because they are so confident that their cheats will not get detected. I don't know how many messages. Never mind. But <laughs> so there's that. And then there's the people who are like, fuck it. I don't care, dude. I'm buying three dollar, five dollar, like five dollars is like the most I've seen anybody talk about buying like a fucking left behind edition, you know, or whatever. Now, again. These are accounts that if you want to play the game and you're thinking about buying it, like don't don't buy any of these third party accounts because a yeah they could just scam you. Yes, you have no recourse if you go to one of those websites and you're like, come buy cheats and you spend a hundred dollars and they're like, yeah, we're not giving you cheats. Fuck off. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Do you're gonna you know it's like when you get mugged during the drug deal, you can't take them to small claims court. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I can't. Who knows if the account is linked with cheaters and you're going to spend the money and instantly get banned and then hardware ID banned. And then now you can't legitimately play anymore. Good luck being the person on Twitter. I've never cheated in my life. And you're just going to get caught up in all the people who literally have never cheated. Yeah. But nobody's going to fucking believe you. So just don't put yourself in that position. Yep. Just don't do it. Yep. 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 So. So I think that's the thing. Like. But but the reason I brought it up is because once again, is what I try to do on these podcasts is like remind us that there are people without as much knowledge as we have. And I try to align with how they would see it, right? Like if you don't know anything about anti-cheat, if you don't know anything about that, if you've never cheated and you didn't know that there were either cracked accounts or stolen accounts or stuff that that are being sold, then then it wouldn't be that outrageous of a thing to think that not necessarily BSG intends for their bundles account to be purchased for cheaters, but you would it would make sense to think that, oh, well, that's the best way to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe they shouldn't do the bundles account. So so that was why like I was really glad Landmark asked the question. I bet Landmark probably is a smart enough guy to understand that too, but his chat, man, I'm sure they just bog him down about that all the time. So he took the opportunity... Um, I know that basically, like, if you're convinced that Nikita's in cahoots with the cheaters, there's nothing anybody could say. So I don't get why people get weird about, like, ask the question, Landmark. It's like, you're not going to believe anything Nikita has to say anyway, so whatever. But, like, Nikita was like, uh, I, Nikita was like, on our end, we don't see any sort of crazy uptick in cheaters when we do the sales on the bundle accounts, maybe a little bit from people buying, like, legitimate accounts to cheat on. Um, but I'll look into it. So, so I, I just I thought that was good because it, it's it's understandable that somebody could think that. And I that's why I think talking about it, that's why I think educating people, because for those of us with brains and that are thinking about this logically, who actually do want to hear responses from Nikita, I think it's good to get those where when he can, which definitely isn't all the time. Um nobody's yeah, so I, I just pulled it up. Nobody's gonna okay. So it's it's the 35 euro. I'm not even going to bother doing the conversion because it doesn't matter. 35 euro for one copy. If you get four, then it ends up being like 28 euro. It's like they're not they're not spending 80 percent. Yeah, it's it's 
at that rate, it's not necessarily worth it, right? Like, it's similar to, I've been looking into getting vinyl records printed, and it's like, there's a threshold where if I do 100, I'm spending, you know, $30 or $20 per record and then shipping and everything, and it's like, I'm if I sell it for 40 bucks, I'm making five dollars after the shipping it's like not worth it but if i get a thousand i'm spending three dollars and fifty cents well now it's like all profit right so so unless unless they do a 90 percent off bulk deal on a hundred (laughs) things you know it's bull it's stupid And, and people ask why there's bulk sales literally you say purchase this as a gift and then it says after the successful completion of payment the gift activation codes will be sent to the specified email give the code to your friend and he'll be able to activate the version you purchased for his own account like fuck off like yeah. again you're saying that they are straight up lying yeah you have your tinfoil hat on and good for you just as long as you make it public and make it clear yeah that you think that it's a conspiracy theory and they are straight up lying yeah that you can think that but at least i will know to instantly fucking dismiss you if that's all you have to say, unless you come up with some evidence and so far you have none. So yep. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah, so that, that was it. I just thought it was, it was another conversation worth having just for the sake of like, at least bringing a string of logic from beginning to end. If you choose to believe it or not believe it, that's up to you. If you want to keep your tinfoil hat on, that's up to you. But at least now there is a string of logic. And so I think it was good that they talked about it. I think it was good that landmark brought it up and i think like nikita wasn't like rattled by it he wasn't like oh no they're on to me like you know what i mean he just answered the question and didn't really understand and then moved on and you know what like he really he really seemed surprised by it he really didn't seem like he understood why and it's probably exactly what we talked about it's probably because he knows that like <laughs> the 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 street value of, of an account is like a dollar 60 and he's and in his head he probably thought the same thing he's like why would you pay 40 euros <laughs> for an account you know what i mean so like so yeah i just i don't know i don't know um whatever that genius stuff's out the window um halloween event is coming up i don't know if you've seen any of this stuff They've got a TikTok and they're posting like 63,000 times a day. Uh, and one of the one of the TikToks they posted was um, it was uh, it was like it almost felt like the set from the Raid series. It was like a real life dude and he had like kid on and he was like walking through this building and he was like moving around and he was picking up stuff and he walked by some candles and then you're like, oh, maybe it's the cultist. You know what I mean? And he's walking around and he bends over and he picks up a red card. And when he stands back up with the red, the red card on either side of him, way far behind him were cultists just standing. And then, and then it ends. And it was like, join us on Halloween for a special event. And it was like, it was just like, on Halloween, am I going to be able to do the quest on Halloween? Like that's the only time I'll actually be able to do the quest. Oh, maybe dude. (laughs) Have you done that one yet? Dude, no, no, I will never, never. Dude, have you ever, okay. Have you ever seen? The movie Cube. No. God damn it. Okay, well, I'm going to spoil the first eight seconds of the movie. Okay. Because I, I, I wanted, there are people who are watching, who are listening, watching right now. They're going to be like, yes. When you describe that, I picture something very specific. So the whole premise of this, it's one of my, it's the first movie and one of the only movies I ever bought on DVD. Like nice. back in the day. Like one of, I think it was the first DVD I ever bought. But it literally takes place in a giant cube. Picture just like a bedroom. Yeah. Except 
you know, it's probably like, I don't know, maybe like 20 feet. It's just a cube okay. with like a door on the top and the bottom and the left and like a little square hatch where you like unscrew a thing and the thing comes out and there's like a little tunnel and you crawl through and it's just another room. So just imagine like a giant, almost like a Rubik's cube, but that was like infinitely large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go from room to room. Well, in like the first minute of the movie, you see a guy like wake up in the cube. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's no context. You don't know why, where, nothing. He's just like, he's wearing like a jumpsuit. It's like, what the fuck? And he climbs into a room, stands there. He's like, oh, okay. And then walks over to another one, climbs into the room. And all of a sudden he just goes. And then you see like it kind of, it's like focused on him. And then you see it kind of come a little bit out of focus and you see like behind him what looks like almost like a grid of wire yeah. that gets like taut, like like it comes taut and then it just like folds down. And then you see him just fall into cubes. Oh my God. Like, sliced him up. And I just pictured you like read, you know, bent over, the picked red up the red card. And then he just falls in cubes. <laughs> Bro. I mean... It's it's interesting. So there's gonna be there's gonna be drops. That he said there's gonna be drops on every single escape from Tarkov streamer. I don't think it's like drops, drops like weapon case drops. There's gonna be you're gonna get like a specific Halloween mask like face thing that you can get from a drop, uh, which I think is cool, man. And then like I mean I th I think they alluded to like another like Halloween themed drop. So it's every streamer gets the drops. It's not like you know red key cards, eye cases. It's gonna be like Halloween themed drops. Um, but, but there's something else to it. Like, I don't know if it's going to be cultists hundred percent spawn. I don't know if they're going to be spawning during the day. Uh, I really hope so, bro. I hope it's just like a madhouse of cultists everywhere. Um, I'll be able to farm it in one day and then just be like, I'm done with it. Yeah. But, uh, but that, that is coming. I think Halloween is Sunday, right? So that's, uh, that's super exciting. I didn't, I forgot it was coming up. I'm, I'm going to the shooting range with my, uh, oh. my sister and my dad on Saturday. It's her, it's her birthday. Her birthday's on uh, Halloween. Yo, that's... Going to the shoot range. I'm gonna... I gotta rent... I'm gonna rent something. I wanna rent some. I don't something know what to beefy. rent. Something Yeah, something I've never shot before. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that's it for, like, the Tarkov stuff. That's, like, that's all the... Man, it was crazy. Like, we had a few really dry weeks in Tarkov, and then they did the podcast, they did the daily tasks, we got the Halloween event... There's a lot and, and a lot of stuff that they're still still saying coming out by the end of the year. So I don't know. So that's exciting. Um, bro, I, I, I sent you that audio bug and it was just one of those things. Like I look through the game through a different lens now after the healing thing, after like, you know what I mean? We talked about it. It's been in the game for years and you were like, let me just see if Nikita knows about it. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh no, that's a bug. You know what I mean? Like, I just look through the game differently now where I'm like, this whole not being able to hear people below you has been in the game for a really long time, but I've never there's, reported it. There's like, always been issues with the the levels and yeah, I mean as But what but specifically you, know, you can hear people above you, but you can't hear people below you, and that is independent of what floor you're on. It's not like a specific section of resort. It's like if you're on third, you can't hear anything below you. If you're on second, you can hear above you, but not below you. If you're on first, you can hear above you. So it's not like a specific floor. You know what I mean? It's it's like, it's something. So I've reported the bug and then I actually 
DM'd like, you know, Dimitri and, and he told me to send it to X person and I sent it to him. But like, I just don't know if they know, you know what I mean? Because it hasn't always been that way. And I don't know when it was that way, but it's been that way for a long time. And it's really annoying. I mean, I know, I know that I, when I did the, my steam audio video, um, I don't remember exactly the how or when or why, but I, I do recall asking Nikita if my assumption about how sound worked in Tarkov was true because basically I learned about steam audio yeah and like how the sound you know like really calm and I went from literally not really knowing anything to you know having a basic understanding of a simple game audio which yeah. is like it's a speaker emitting a noise that you hear you know um but then it was like learned how steam audio works and how the proper but very complicated way around occlusion and reflection yeah. and reverberation and all that stuff. And then basically saying, okay, well, knowing how this more complicated, sophisticated system works and knowing that they rolled their own system, I'd be willing to bet you that if I was an engineer, knowing what I know now, which is really naive, but I could hobble something together, I would, you know, have done it in this way, which is... You know, like you have a bunch of boxes and boundaries and, you know, like which is why stairwells are their own box, even yes. though technically open, it's its own like occlusion layer and all this stuff. It's basically walls without there being walls. Yeah. Um, and I remember asking him about that and and basically saying like, oh, well, that would explain stairwells and, that, and floors and stuff and him being like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. Um, so maybe not specifically that, like that specific case around like under you is broken versus above you you don't yeah. hear like whatever but it's one of those things like even if he did whether or not he did even like even if i was blew his mind and he's like i had no idea it's still like we're not gonna fucking touch it and you know because i mean like we you're not gonna clean if you're planning on taking a wrecking ball to the shed out back yeah. that's full of spider webs and whenever if someone says that there's also a hornet's nest you're like let it fucking be. I'm not going in there. We're going to take a wrecking ball and build it from scratch. Yeah. It's just not worth even touching. Yeah. Um, but it also just depends on the, what it is, right? If it's like, it, that depends on two things. That depends on how complicated it would be to fix and how close Steam Audio is. Like, he hasn't talked about that in forever, like the the rest of the implementation. You know what I mean? If if in the same analogy, it was like you weren't demolishing your shed for another two years and your kids play out back and somebody's like, if you give me a dollar, I'll get rid of the hornet's nest. It's like, yeah, at that point, that'd be worth it. And that's what I'm saying, where it's like, I totally get that it's not worth pouring thousands of hours of development time into. But if somewhere a one is supposed to be a zero and it just means you can't hear anything below you. And we can just fix that. And then for the next four or five or six months until we get Steam Audio, we can play the damn game and enjoy. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I wanted to make it known to them. It's just like, it, it, like because whatever is whatever it is directionally is working vertically, right? Like, if I'm on second floor and somebody's running above me, I can hear them muffled steps. You know what I mean? Not in a stairwell, just like if they're above me, I can hear very muffled steps. And I'm, I can be like, oh, they're running from the east side of the building to the west. Prepare, prepare. But if I'm on two and somebody goes below me, they can full sprint, they can run around, they can do a dance, and I'm just not going to hear anything. Well, I, I wonder if you, I don't know if you were around when they did this, but but before, the vertical audio used to be totally different. And it used to be, it in my opinion, it was less buggy, but a little bit more ambiguous. Mm. But sometimes less ambiguous, it depends. <laughs> well, at one point, they made it so that if someone is above you, 
it's like we're gonna muffle it, but with this EQ curve, like high pass it, oh. and if they're low pass, so they do two different things, and it was so you could tell the difference, but which is like you'd have to memorize, yeah, which is just pointless. It's it's stupid. It's a naive thing, but but I wonder if maybe whatever that is broke, and maybe yeah. it's like oh, I pass everything, you know, too much. The the the, the EQ goes too far. I mean, so maybe yeah. maybe it wasn't always like that. Exactly. Um, um, but so, I did ask him, uh, going back in, I just searched for Steam Audio in our conversation, going back to, so this is September 5th, so a month and a half. Oh, of this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said, I haven't heard much about the second iteration of Steam Audio in a bit. Has this been postponed? And he said, it's still in the near future plans. Okay. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> with the, that, that means we're not going to fucking mess around with audio <laughs> because it, it's your future plans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, and it's not unreasonable to think that unity 2019 would make that easier or doing it around that transition time would be good or even doing it with unity 2019. Who knows? But yeah. Oh, dude, just <laughs> this man, the audio, if, it, if the audio was good in this game, bro, it would be... If the audio was good and the movement was good, it would be it would be a game that would have so much less salt. So at least, much. At least from me and probably from a million other people. I really but think... I really think from, from most people, dude. Yeah, if it's just... Because, like... And you know what? I actually think... I really think you're right. I, I think... I think... I'll, I, how do I want to say this? I think subconsciously a lot of the salt and especially a lot of the salt around the RNG components of Tarkov are filtered through a frustration that the game doesn't work how it's intended already. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the salt around malfunctions and a lot of the salt around like all this other stuff, it's because I can't trust what I hear and I can't trust what I see. And I and I just got to the point where I've kind of mastered this broken audio and this broken visual. And then you you throw something in that's going to trip me up. And so, like, I, I really agree, man. Like, audio works. Netcode is great. You flip it around and it's like, okay, well, I can learn these mechanics because, I, you know what I mean? I just, I think, it, I really do think a lot of it is, like, filtered through... The game is already broken and I already can't, you know, I'm already subject to RNG and can't always trust my skill. Then you add just add and throwing these other things. And I'm not saying that they should, I'm not saying BSG should do anything different because like they have to develop the game and the guys are doing whatever, whatever, whatever. But like, I just think, I think you're right. I, I think there'd be a lot less salt. Yeah. Like, and and the reason why there's there's so much salt and toxicity, at least, and is why you know I, I've talked about this before, why I just stopped enjoying playing Tarkov was because like I would be at the top of a staircase, and at the very last minute would hear somebody, I'd get caught off guard because I was talking to chat, not paying attention, and then I would flick and miss the flick, and then I would die, and then I would be pissed off, and everybody would be like, "You missed your shots. What do you expect?" And it's like, "Well, no." I'm pissed off because back in the day, I used to be able to shoot the shit, but I would always hear footsteps nearby so that I would know, pay attention. Yep. And I would be ready and I would be prepared. And then when their movement would be slower and smoother back in the day, then it would be, th I would be ready and it would be that much more predictable. And, you know, so it's yeah. like, that's why my success rate tanked because of all the bullshit. 
Yeah. And then when the success rate tanks, the salt goes up and then people are shittier to you because they think they know what they're talking about, yeah. which then makes the salt go up, which then makes you play worse, yeah. which then it's a fucking, it's a cycle. You know, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm dreaming for a day that, you know, these issues go away and, you know, we can bitch about, I, I cannot believe, you know, the grass is always greener, but I remember back in the day how frustrating it was. The biggest problem in the game was hatchlings. Was this just oh like, oh my dude, oh, hatchlings everywhere. That was the only thing that fucking drove me nuts was that it's only hatchlings everywhere. Oh, that's so true. If we could go back, woo, the good old days. Man, that's actually really funny. It's true, though, man. It's true. And there's something different. And then back in the day when you heard the guy and you paid attention and you flicked and you missed your shot, you were sad you lost your gear, but you weren't as frustrated because, like, in that moment, you knew. You knew it was like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, he he, he bested me. Like, I, I missed my shot. And still to this day, still to this day, man, like, ju just the other night, I had a bunch of fights that I lost where as soon as I lost, I was, like, so mad, but, like, so, I was like, ah, I was like, GG's, like, girl, like, I, I should have sprinted and I didn't, like, GG's, bro. Like, it, it just comes out so, so different because I know that in that moment, they just played better than me. I think you yep. made, made me disappear again. Oh, yeah, I'm back, is. okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it just, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I know, obviously, it's, like, <laughs> it, it, you run really close to then just becoming the, you know, fix the net code, fix the audio, but you know what I mean? I, I would love to hear. Yeah. I'd love to know if the next iteration of steam audio is actively being developed or if it's being shelved currently, like please. And, uh, and then I am excited for unity and potentially some, some networking improvements. I'll see. I'll see if I can poke Nikita about, the audio to get like a certain, you know, if he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's, you have a better idea for the timeline. I, I'm, I only half listen to the timeline stuff because I hate timelines when it comes to yeah. software. It's like, there's no difference between knowing it and not knowing it. <laughs> you will be surprised if it happens when they tell you it's a surprise. So you might as well just not fucking know it and let it be a surprise and you don't have expectations. That's, <laughs> um, that's so true. <laughs> You know, so, um, but, you know, like, if he's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, after streets or, you know, whatever, at least we'll know, you know, if it's something that, if it's on the to-do list, Dude. that's a different thing than, like, we're working on it. Yeah, 100%, exactly. If he gives you anything, I'll probably understand where that fits in. If he wants it with streets, if he says with Lighthouse, if he says that, like, like, because I've, yeah, I've been studying the timeline, I make the YouTube videos about it and stuff like that. If you can get anything out of him other than just we're working on it you know what i mean like after this feature before this feature obviously not even to hold him to it but that just gives us an idea on like because if he says you know that's going to be in with customizable rigs after streets it's like okay they're not actively developing that that's where they want it whatever but if he says yeah we plan for it to be on 12.12 they're like getting 12.12 ready. Like they're trying to get this out by the end of the year. So that means they have to at least be developing it. Maybe it'll get pushed, but it just gives us a better understanding of like, I just want to know if the devs are in there messing with it because, uh, because I really think like, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, so, so everybody, you know, the whole dead game thing has been going around and then a lot of people, um, it's just all that's been going around and like deadly slob made a really level headed video called like why players are leaving escape from Tarkov. And it was so Someone came in a chat and was like, have you seen deadly's video? And he told me the title and I'm like, it probably talked about these like four things. Right. And he's like, 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was really level-headed. It was really good. And I just like, and, and it was everything that I've said. It's everything we've said on the podcast, everything you've said on your stream. And it was just really good. And it was just like, man, like, and I was, I started thinking that I was like, man, how do they walk that back? Like they're losing, you know, you're losing a lot of the good faith, right? When you're at a, when you're, when you're at a restaurant and the, and the waiter comes by and says, Hey, we had an accident in the kitchen. The food's going to be an extra 10 minutes. Is that okay? A hundred percent, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this meal. No worries. Thank you for letting me know. 11 times later, 11, 10 more minutes later, I'm pissed. I still want the food, but it's not about the food anymore. I'm pissed. And that's truly where we are is that like BSG hasn't really changed. It's just when you're new to the game or when the game was blowing up, there was so much vision and there was so much bought into all this stuff. And you're so much more willing to be like, yes, I'll wait the 10 minutes. I will wait as long as you want for streets. Oh my God, that trailer looks great. Those pictures look great. And then two, three years go by, two years without a map. It They haven't changed how they developed the game. It's just like, I don't want to wait anymore. And I was just thinking in my head, I was like, how do they walk that back? Like, how, how do they get that goodwill back? And it just, it crossed right into this, man. It's like this game with smooth movement and trustworthy audio, like that buys a lot more. Okay, I'll wait 10 more minutes because then the game we have is like so much more addicting and so much more fun and so much more like, predictable right now, in the ways it's supposed to be there's nothing to do except get punished <laughs> and struggle and go for nebulous pointless super far off yeah you know rewards like kappa and then what right yeah. it's not it's like, best case it's not enjoyable you know so <laughs> I, but but again i played we played tarkov for thousands and thousands and thousands of hours independent of content yeah. being added because the game and the loop was fun enough yes. in and of itself. Yes. Everything else was bonus. That is you know, exactly now, like, That is exactly right. If the loop the player is presented with, however complete or incomplete, is consistent, then if it's consistent and it's fun and rewarding, then your players will play it and enjoy it. But that's the thing is like we know that we know that the loop is the gameplay loop isn't going to be the loop we get eventually. And the gameplay loop we have is so fundamentally broken. You're just not going to get a lot of goodwill. You're not going to get a lot of patience because it's like either. And, and that's where people get confused. And once again, an understandable confusion. They're like, oh, come on, give us Lighthouse. Give us this. Give us that. And it's like, man, as long as these issues are still present, Lighthouse is only going to buy you a few weeks. You know what I mean? Of enjoyment before you get pissed at the audio again. So I just, that's how they buy that goodwill back. That's how they buy that patience back. And it's way easier said than done. I'm not a game dev. Blech. Don't take my words out of context. It's just, if tomorrow, if we woke up and they were like, like they were like, it's the dream, man. All Steam Audio implementation in. The servers are 120 tick, man. With this inertia, it's feeling good, crisp. I would be so pumped to play this game with no new content for like two more years. Like, oh my God. Yeah, I would play until I got bored rather than play until I hate it and, and resent it, right? Yeah. Here's, I, I, we can finish off with, it's metaphor time, okay? Yes. I have a metaphor. Tarkov is like, imagine a cake, but the cake was, it's made of shit, okay? But you've put frosting on the cake and it covers up the shit and it tastes really good. 
Now, there are people who take forever and they just, you know, are coming in and going, mm, you know, and having a little bit of the frosting and, oh, this is great. Oh, this is great. You know, whatever. And all the rest of us gobble in and then all of a sudden we hit the shit. And we're like, oh, what the fuck? And we don't want to eat the cake anymore. But all the other people who play, you know, who only have a little bit, they're only eating the frosting. And then a bunch of people are saying, all we need is more frosting. <laughs> when they want a map, it's just put on one more inch of frosting. And it's like, yeah, but that's it's all good and sweet until you get to the shit very quickly afterwards. And then you realize how much you don't want the shit cake. What they need to do is take the shit cake and take the shit out and make it a fucking nice chocolate cake. And then once you get past the, the, yeah. the frost, at least you have cake underneath that you can enjoy yeah. and you might make a cake. You might not necessarily like the flavor. You might want vanilla, whatever, but at least it's not a shit cake. And daily and daily tasks and all these other things, it's just frosting. It's frosting. And, shit cake. and once again, it goes back to the fact that if the cake is cake, I'm so much more patient for the frosting. You know what I mean? Because it's cake. So it's like they, they could not necessarily slow down, but once again, they're buying back the patience and the goodwill and understanding. It's like, okay, I'll wait a little bit extra because I really want the cream cheese frosting and that's going to take a few more weeks to deliver, but the cake is still good. So I'll just keep eating this whenever you can get that. I got this. You know what I mean? It's like Reddit and Nikita and Twitch chat are going back and forth, back and forth about, I want vanilla frosting. No, I want chocolate frosting. No, I want fucking confetti cake frosting. No, I want raspberry fucking frosting. I want whatever. And we're, and I, yeah. here I am time saying the cake is made out of shit does everybody not realize that the cake is made out of shit and everybody's like dude you're just fucking whining <laughs> you're just salty bro you just get good just go eat something else okay yeah. go eat something else it's like okay talk to me when you get to the shit layer and yep. all of a sudden everybody goes oh oh what the fuck this is shit. And it's, the problem is, is that everybody that's arguing about all the other stuff, they just haven't been fucking eating long enough to realize there's a shit cake and they don't believe anybody that says it's yeah. made of shit. It, dude, that's, it's very true. It's very true. Yep. According to your analogy, BSG has to remake the cake then. Yeah, I mean, you're just taking the analogy too far at that point. Here's where analogies break down. Yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's let's extend the analogy. Well, in this universe, BSG has a way to like what is it? Is it alchemy or no? When they when they turn whatever into gold, what the fuck is it? Like tin into gold or whatever? I don't know. They have a magic sprinkle that turns the shit into chocolate cake. Yeah. And they just they need to do that. Yeah. So now my analogy works again. If we're gonna make dumb shit up <laughs> about shit cake, which is literally all I did is I I made de facto literally dumb shit up that's what i just <sighs> thanks for listening to the podcast brought to you by uh um john's cake well i've got a fucking deal for you I agree, man. It's a great analogy. It's a great point. And at the end of the day, as right as we are, um, there's nothing we can do because like you, you either assume that they don't know that or that they do know that and they're working on it. And I, that's probably what they're doing. They're working on it. And, and yeah, hopefully dude, please Nikita, 
get back to Veritas with any information on Steam Audio. I'm just hoping that it's soon. And then I really am excited for Unity 2019. They've talked a lot about how that could be that could be potentially better for networking and dev tools. They're working on Arena right now, which is going to be a whole different server infrastructure. So it's all on the cards. Now, I don't know what the priority level is. And, and in a perfect world, I would love to communicate to Nikita that the priority should be the cake. The, the 911 priority would be the cake because of what you would buy in terms of time frame and stuff like that for the icing. But yeah, so... I mean, like, it's, it, listen, Tarkov is a shit cake, and I'm sure he'll take no offense to that and know exactly what I mean. Yeah, he'll, he'll be like, ah, oh, yes, we've been cooking something else up. We think you might like. Soon TM. Was that French? That was like a French. We think you might like. Oh, we, we, we think you might like this cake. Um, that was pretty good, actually. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that's it. That's, uh, that's all the Tarkov stuff. That's all the crazy stuff. Um... Do you, I, I just, we don't, we don't have to talk about this at all because I wouldn't even want to spoil it anyway. Did you see Dune? No, oh. and I'm not even remotely interested. Wow. Only, it was a book that was like the book that my dad read on the toilet for like 10 years of my childhood. I just, all I think about when I think of Dune is that it's a toilet book to keep on with the fecal sort Listen, of. You play a, you play a game that's just a cake, man. You can go watch a movie. It's a toilet book. Is it good? Is it good? I have not read a single page of the book. I have no allegiance to anything. It was a phenomenal movie. It was so good. Stars in it. Uh, do you know Timothy Chalamet? He's a I mean, I'm the name, so I'm sure I yeah. know the face. But okay. he's, he's, he's nothing. He's to be younger, afraid. younger, more up and coming actor. He's done some stuff. Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, is Oscar. Is that the guy like The Rock, but Aquaman? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a small role. Um, Josh Brolin, um, Javier Bardem. Listen, it's not about the cast. It's not about the cast. It's well, I was just hoping that you'd say like Charlie's Theron or I don't know, like what's the, where's the heat? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Never mind. I, we have talked about enough like sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent stuff like dark and a lot of the other stuff that we've liked. I didn't read the book. My wife's been watching Dark, by the way. Huh? I got into it. My wife's been watching Dark. Nice. It was the big mistake they, of my life. They, no fucking idea what's going on and neither do I anymore. So the, They teased the third season or whatever. I think it's like the third and final season, I think. Of what? Dark, isn't that? Or did they? They finished Dark. Yeah, no, three- that's right. That's right. It was from the makers of Dark. They teased a new show. That's what it was. Oh, like what? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're bringing it back? I don't know it. I, I'm not like this, like book elitist. I don't read. I've read one or two books in my entire life. Um, but like, bro, Dune was great. It was like, in my opinion, really well acted. I was worried there were too many big names. It was done really, really well. The visuals are insane, like insane. Veritas, the soundtrack is really good. I love the, basically the biggest criticism in the movie like the biggest criticism of the movie was that like it it was a lot of exposition and world building and storytelling as opposed to like because like that was part one dune part two they're gonna make that is my bread and butter like 
I wish the movie I saw the other night in the theaters was two hours longer. So that's just not for everybody. I love because world building to me means you take your own stuff seriously. It's why I like the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, because sometimes nothing happened in an episode, but it was so important because it meant that you actually felt something for the characters. And it meant that his arc. Yeah. And it meant that his arc had meaning behind it. And that when this character died, it meant something like, oh, my my least favorite thing about movies and TV right now is when they don't take it themselves seriously and they don't care to present you with any sort of real situation. So I don't feel anything for anybody. And I'm like, why did I watch this? So it's all explosions. Go fuck yourself. Fucking care. Yeah, exactly. So so the biggest criticism is like it was a lot of exposition and world building and storytelling. And I was like, yeah, I wanted three more hours of that. And I hope the next movie is six hours long. So it's that's like. Uh, Denis Villeneuve is the director who directed um, Arrival, which I don't know if you've seen that, but that was an excellent sci-fi movie. Uh, He directed Blade Runner 2049. He directed Sicario. He directed Prisoners. Like, all these movies that I freaking love. And so he directed Dune. It was, dude, it was just, I walked in with just the expectations. I was hope it was a good sci-fi movie that took itself seriously. And it's a really good sci-fi movie that takes itself really seriously watching the trailer right now first of all the ship looks dope as fuck it's like a dragonfly dude second of all they're doing some matrix ass fighting what the fuck is this all about oh, and whenever I, I just figured dune was like you know star wars when they're on tatooine yeah i that's dune in my brain it's just like a sandy fucking it's just a bunch of sand you know the the yeah <laughs> maybe there's like a fucking purple worm or something oh, like there's like a tremors but on tatooine yeah okay no it's very lore heavy it's very rich what i like it is that it's crazy original crazy original like this is stuff you wouldn't know i've i have watched hours of videos on the lore of dune afterwards so you wouldn't know this stuff watching the movie but like if you'd watch the movie you'd be like why aren't there guns it's set in the year ten thousand, right it's eight thousand years ahead of us why are there no robots all these like tropes that you'd think you'd see in a far distant future. And there's a reason for it all. Like at one point, like humanity decided that AI was too sentient and they banished it all from existence. There is no artificial intelligence in this universe anywhere because like humanity decided to do something and it works unanimously. Yeah. yeah. But this was like thousands of years ago. So it doesn't even, but you don't need to know that, but what it creates is like this really unique sci-fi where it's like, this is in the future, but it feels different and it feels different because there's not robots everywhere and there's not AI, like stuff like that. It's not just things that, okay. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Cause there are times where like in a movie you're like, but wouldn't there just be like a robot and it's not explained. And you're like, well, you lose your immersion. At least this is like, this is our hand wavy explanation for what, like, Oh, it's a uh, metachlorians. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah fucking organisms in that that's the force all right fuck off at least there's an answer yes right you know i get it yeah uh and it's 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 really cool it's really cool same thing like the fighting you know what i mean they use the like you saw the matrix the crazy knife fights like there's reasons for all of that um dude it's just it's just man i really enjoyed it and i wanted more of it and i hope they release a four-hour director's cut and i'll rewatch it and part two comes out in a few years exciting the trailer just the trailer just i wasn't paying attention to the trailer for a while while you were talking and then i looked again and i was like whoa and it was a north face commercial <laughs> and i was like fuck like what that the... 
this whole setting changed completely. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay, it was a North Face. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that was I just I just wasn't that I, I don't obviously we can't talk about it. I don't want to spoil. It's a new movie, but it, where can I watch it? It in theaters. If you have HBO Max, you can watch it. Um, I would recommend watching it in theaters. It's insane. Fuck off. But go we'll just watch it HBO Max then. Um, theaters, lol. Are you kidding me? I went. Uh, this is the first time in my entire life I went to a movie by myself. Was to go see Dune. Oh, bud. Oh, I loved it. Where Aww. we? Well, we just moved, bro. It's like I don't have friends yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> dude, I'm so pumped though. Where we lived in South Carolina, we can end the episode. Where we lived in South Carolina, it was 45 minutes to the closest movie theater. I swear to God, from from like putting my shoes on to in my seat in the theater, I can do that in like 200 seconds. I, there is a movie theater one. It's just one stoplight. You go out of my neighborhood, you take a right. There's a movie theater. I'm so excited. I haven't been to a movie in so long for that reason and pandemic reasons, but like 190 seconds faster than that is HBO. Oh, <laughs> oh I get it. Let me just log in. With I my am mother. not a theater snob, though. Like I said, that's the first movie I've ever seen by myself. I'm not. I, I enjoyed watching it in theaters, though. But, but, dude, it's like I, I haven't given you a, a bum recommendation yet. I don't think. Like, I think everything I've asked you to go watch, you've been, you vibed with. Dark was like the first one, and that was huge. And then there were like a few other ones. I can't remember. It's I. You either have a 100% success rate, or you were good with everything except for one was the worst thing ever and i i can't remember i don't, I don't know th i don't think that was me the f1 racing that was good oh yeah uh, f1 uh, uh, i told you to watch the bo burnham inside yeah that was good okay maybe dark oh, we, f1 had a list of things yeah, oh yeah that's did. right um oh you know what you never you still haven't seen king of kong correct i didn't read the jaunt no and you haven't seen Annihilation. Well, I I watched the DJ Peach Cobbler video on Annihilation. <laughs> All right. Do your homework. So I, I know you what know happens what? in Annihilation. I'm genuinely going to... I have a, 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 a also Veritas YouTube channel with like 11 subscribers. And it has me my I, my playthrough of, of Mist. My oh, full yeah. Remake of Mist plus like another video I forget. Um, you, you go find it. You can find the channel. <laughs> and... Um, but I'm considering um, just doing like a read through of this jaunt, maybe even oh. like my own voice acting, you know, like, you know, whatever yeah, I yeah, might yeah. Read through and put it if enough people want me to. Maybe I'll do that. Dude, then I would watch it. Just watch slash listen to that. You would. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> go watch. Just, just go watch Dune. It's good. I'm going to. I mean, temper yeah, temporary expectations with everything. You know what I mean? It didn't change my fundamental existence, which is. Well, I don't, I don't give a fuck. It's something new yeah. to watch. It's, it's, I've got nothing right now, so yeah. I, don't, I. Yeah. So it gets it gets the hard recommend from from Jesse Kazam, um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're we're approaching we're approaching two hours. We had a lot of Tarkov stuff to talk about. It was good stuff. Um, I'm 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 glad that you're at least a, like you're a, I'm glad you're more excited than you thought you'd be for Daily Quest, right? Like we we both maintain that it is in no way the salvation of the game or the salvation of like the wipe. Um but they're cool and right now uh, I will play only because I feel like it's the fear of 
the fear of like loss. Oh like, yeah, that. And now it's like you if you can play, then you're gonna get all this shit. It's like I don't want to play, but I don't want to miss out on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Twitch drops, not, you know, great. You know, but um, um, touch base because I have been theory crafting some more game, another game idea. Oh yeah. Dude, I we we should we should, and I think that'll be a great thing to talk about next week because we just got a big info dump, which normally means we don't get another one for a few weeks. So I want to hear let about me, it. Let me tease it with this little hint. Okay, okay, imagine, okay. Imagine, and none of this is going to make sense, but if you come to my stream at some point over the next week, I have like Photoshop mock-ups of this whole oh, thing. Oh shoot! Digital card game, just because I've been playing Magic, right? But imagine, you know, Magic plus plus Hearthstone plus. Rainbow Six and Counter Strike plus chess plus like XCOM, like a card oh. class based, turn based thing, but with like chess pieces. Like, imagine you know how chess pieces can move a certain thing and they can attack a certain way. Imagine if like a sniper can only shoot in straight lines but really far, but it's like a grid based. I it, I have that it in my head. Sick. I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I can I can kind of see it. I've got a mental picture. I yeah, I want to know we'll more. Talk, we can talk about some of the mechanics maybe next week, maybe yes, not. 100%. That'd be sick, dude. That'd be sick. Um but yeah, cool. Thank you guys for hanging. We appreciate y'all hanging with us. We appreciate you guys like the content. Anyways, thank you guys for hanging. All of this will be live on the all the platforms early next week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. So thanks for hanging and we will definitely see y'all on the next one. Peace.